You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hey, I'm Joe, and I'm a composer and a musician. That's why we call you the maestro. And I'm Will. I'm a literal doctor. But don't trust this guy with your ailments. No, I study comic books, but it still counts. We're a couple of creative kids who host the podcast called Common Creatives. We dig deep into filmmakers, musicians, books, and characters, really all types of artistic works and the people who make them. We break apart the art we love to see what makes it tick. Basically, we give you the definitive take on whatever or whoever we're discussing. All opinions are definitive and final. So check out Common Creatives wherever you listen to podcasts. This week on the Pickle and Boot Shop, tragedy strikes at last. Joan Reese give a report on the hundred-year-old egg. It devolves fast. They're talking about what that poop is like. We also talk about Joe being eye candy. I call our listeners slack asses. Horrible tragedy. Also, we talk about Friar Tuck and when that style's coming back and we decide maybe instead of stopping Satanism, we should just work on getting that style to come back into fashion and then after the episode we talk about gi joe and underwear for like a half hour this week's pickle and boot shop I think my sister was singing it. Say my name, say my name when no one is around you. Say, Peppy, I love you. You've been running games. Say my name, say my name. You get that fantastic, perfect pitch when I've had three Michelob Ultras. That's why you need to drink when you're singing. Yes. All true. Did you see uh, recently, and when I say recently, probably in the last year, Vladimir Putin played in a hockey game? Did you see the what? footage of that? No. So Putin played in a hockey game, and basically everyone who plays in the game is told, like, let him win. So it looks like a movie. Like, Vladimir Putin is out playing ice hockey with, like, the Russian ice hockey team. And as he skates at him, they're, like, falling down. He does some, like, very elementary deke. And, like, they bite on it and completely sell it and go overboard. And then he goes in and he shoots. And the goalie, like, dives out of the way. And Putin scores. And, like, Team Putin beat the Soviet Red Army, like, in hockey this year. 
like 11 to two and Putin had 10 of the 11 goals. Oh my gosh. So what he does is he also gets the player of the game. Uh So as he's taking his victory lap around the stadium, waving at people, unbeknownst to him, somebody rolled out a red carpet to like present a trophy. He doesn't see it and he trips over it. So Putin in all his glory trips over this red carpet and just face plants and every, and the place goes silent because you know because of that seven people are dying, dude. It, that is it's hilarious. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Okay, it's crazy. Um. So anyway, it. you guys, this is the pickle and boot shop episode. I don't know what episode is this. Episode. I'm gonna. 14. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no. it like I know what it is, and then your going to in editing you're oh, going idea. to go over my voice in your voice like you imitating me so ladies and gentlemen welcome to pickle and boot shop this is episode 15 <laughs> and we just want to welcome you back we just got back from our trip up north north we did a couple of casts up there up north n-o-r-f little michigander thing uh how's your stomach after eating that egg it's it's better than ever. I, you know, so, so there were like health benefits to that egg. Yeah. I feel like I, um, feel like your prostate is my phenomenal. Prostate is phenomenal. It is no longer protesting. That, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't feel terrible. I, for the day after I ate it, I kept burping and then I would go, uh, uh, <laughs> but that passed. No, Everybody wants to know, like the inquirer, mm-hmm. what about the poop? Like, was there a poop that you took after eating the egg that you knew that poop, that egg was passing? I wasn't paying attention. I'm positive. I How did I you not pay attention? It just seemed like a normal How did you poop? not pay it attention? It didn't smell terrible. However, the egg. Okay. When I eat it, though, the closest way to describe it is that um if you were eating like if you were gonna eat something out of satan's butthole but it yeah like you went and you pulled his butt cheeks apart and then you're like i'm gonna eat i'm i'm really after he rode a bike to your house so the devil rode a bike in 90 degree weather full humidity he rode a bike wearing house. a thong to your house. And then you and open now it, you and are going to is yeah. a hundred year old rotten egg. And that's what <laughs> yeah. I ate. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what you it, ate. It tastes like that. It's delicious. <laughs> I would recommend. Well, there's I think there's three more waiting up at the cottage. My girls were like, Dad, when we go up there, can we dissect one? I was like, yeah, I, I left three up there for you. And they were like, no, we're not going to eat them. But my oldest, Ella, she was like, I definitely want to dissect one, though. It smells disgusting. Like, I don't think they'll get that far. <laughs> I don't I think they'll be like, oh. It's like the consistency of He-Man slime or whatever, slime. It doesn't have to be He-Man slime. Remember when oh, He-Man maybe it does, made though. the slime? That was what made it popular, mm-hmm. He-Man. 
Yeah, he man. And Frank came over to all your the, house. Like all the toy slime. Do you remember the smell of like that toy slime? Yeah. It's it had a distinct smell that I like. Oh, you do? I thought it was disgusting. I do and like my it. My kids play with it all the time, and I'm like, I I I feel bad for him because I don't want it in the house because I don't like that smell. Oh, see, my my kids went to a dollar store and they had like slime at the dollar mm-hmm. store, so you know that's healthy. Yeah, and uh, they played with it and it smelled exactly like the the slime that like we had with like GI Joes and He Man and all that stuff growing up, and that was fantastic. All right, it brought back the memories. I'm I'm glad, and it was good, and it was good on chicken. Smothered chicken smothered. Chicken smothered. Um, we were talking up north about recording. Oh, we're still, we were talking about recording, yeah. and I don't think we I don't think we completed what we were talking no. about. We already drug it out for three episodes, but we can go further. We can keep. We can we keep, can keep going. going. So, I, I I remember telling you about. All the places we recorded, you would ask me about what I had done the days that what when I wasn't in the studio and I told you like I went to baseball games, yeah. I checked out the city, I was usually at the beach, things like that. What did you do? Or were you one of those recording studio rats that just sat inside the whole time? No, I didn't want to I would be. think that you were a rat. No, this is the thing but about Five Iron is people until this album, I don't think Anyone in the band cared. They kind of cared what I sang. <laughs> because by the time we got to um, Electric Boogaloo, they were like, hey, can we talk about the lyrics first? Because some of this, you know, like, you know, it, it's I'm embarrassed by it. Because we had put out our newest album, or not our newest album ever, um, All the Hype That Money Can Buy, which is an embarrassing album. And they're just like, I don't want any more songs about mullets to be <laughs> my name to be on that. So we all sat down and we, we talked it through what I had lyrically. And it was like, it was kind of cool at that point because of the, the band was all in on it and people did weigh in. They were like, well, I don't like the way that's phrased or, or something like that. Mostly I think it made them feel like we're a team and we're all contributing because they didn't want to change my, my, lyrics that much but they didn't really care what was being said until like um until really this last album scott was just like hey let's let's figure this out ahead of time demo it because what would happen was from our newest album ever which was like our second album on we'd write the songs like, you know, they jam out the songs like in practice and, and then I'd be kind of singing fake vocals over it on the tape to figure out what sounded okay. good. But then they'd just be like, that's done. Let's go. And sometimes they would just be like, hey, we're going to play that song tonight. And I'd be like, it doesn't have words. And they'd be like, yeah, no one cares. Nobody listens to that shit anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> all of a sudden we'd be playing and there's like, so we have that, uh, that B-Sides album, Cheeses of Nazareth, and there's a version of uh-huh. Fistful of Sand on it. And I'm just singing mostly gibberish because they were just <laughs> like, this song's dumb. Let's play it live and see what people think. And there were not words written. <laughs> so I was just oh, that's singing. fantastic. 
and we recorded it and then we put it on an album like it wasn't enough that uh that we were embarrassed by that happening we're just like let's see if people will also think this is funny so now i know like the shtick with you oh it's not a shtick it's what you do it's it's the reality is you forget lyrics all the it time it's not a shtick. right yeah I can't right, remember it's not a other people's lyrics Correct. or my lyrics. Correct. It's bad. And for me, what I always did is, and I do to this day, is I will sing like the first verse and then like the second verse, I'll sing the third verse. And yes. then for the third verse, I'll sing the first verse again. That's what I do. I get all the verses mixed up. Yeah. So it's not like I'm forget I, like it's not like I'm forgetting and I stop singing and I'm like nah, 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 nah. like I'm just I'm singing words but it's not the right words for that that verse. Yeah. I do the same thing. I always thing. have that issue. I do that but then sometimes I just forget the words. And sometimes I I I do it enough that like if I if I choke on my gum or like uh the the mic is bad people just assume that it's because i forgot the words they're just like oh he's not Reese, it's a that. funny thing it's a funny thing that you bring that up you chew gum more than anyone i know in my life really you are always chewing gum yeah is that something like up north like when you went up north with me yeah man you were always popping in i'm like is this guy chewing like nicorette like do you not want to smoke around me so you're like chewing yeah. like nicorette gum and so, and on the podcast, a lot of times, like you'll be, you'll be chewing gum while you're like sitting there. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I you're know. a gum chewer, I am man. I a gum chewer. I would do it on what does stage. That mean? I did it on stage. Would you, I, would you sign to gum chew records? Yeah, I would. Are they, are they signing yep, bands? That was still? your gum mistake chew, number gum one. Chew? <laughs> gum chew records. That was mistake number one, buddy. <laughs> I need. I need a manager. I'm going to make some bad mistakes here. <laughs> you do. You do. You need Tony chewing. Weatherly. I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I chew gum on stage because my, you know, like you feel like you get, get cotton mouth when you're singing. You can't get to no. your water soon enough. I've never gotten cotton mouth. I do. So I chew gum and then it's like, and I feel it's like kind of loose. You got to stay hydrated. You're a, you're a merce for Pete's sake. I know. Stay hydrated. Well, I'm drinking now. Jeez. I'm drinking uh, right. failure pot puddle. Pod. Failure pot. pot. A big. Failure puddle. And this is the last. Oh, but that's a great pint glass, though, with Wolverine. Like, yeah. That's the uh, that's the old cartoon-looking Wolverine from the animated series. Yeah, so I had, there was Wolverine, Captain America, Spider-Man, and the Hulk. So... All that's left is Wolverine. Spider-Man died a couple weeks ago, and that was my second favorite. Oh, did you drop it? Hulk, I smashed because I felt like it was apropos. I was angry at my wife, and I threw it on the ground. But she understands because she was like, oh, it's because it's the Hulk glass. No, she doesn't. She's like. Right. That's why you did it. See in court, motherfucker. Did you see how I censored myself? <laughs> see you in yeah, the no, court. that's good. That's good. Yeah, I have I have court uh, on Tuesday, so we're recording now on Friday. I have court on Tuesday. My my divorce is final on Tuesday. Mm. So I Cheers. asked my 
so my 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 current wife, soon to be ex wife, on Tuesday, I said, "Hey, after on Tuesday, do you do you want to celebrate and go out and grab a drink after?" She said, "Yeah." <laughs> I thought that was awesome, dude. I said it'll be like a like a wake, you know, because it's not a party, it's not a celebration. Like my heart is broken, hers is broken, is and her it sucks. Heart broken or is she well, let's like, make the yeah. This is let's get this over. No, with. it is. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Her heart is broken too. If, if in all honesty, like she would rather try and work through this and stay married, but uh, yeah. So someone has an alarm. I don't know if you can hear this on the cast. Somebody has some sort of alarm that's going off in my house. It's not your car. And somebody's not into? shutting it off. No, I can't. But, hear but it. there's an alarm. Oh, it's driving me crazy. I heard I find I heard in this Grimm. house people have yeah, I find in this house people have lots of alarms because mm-hmm. a lot of people live in this house. Alarms are going off all the time and then people people don't know why nor do they shut them off. Um so now that we're back from up north, you're back in Virginia, I'm back down in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh how did you like Michigan up here? Because this is something that I wanted to ask you. Every time Five Iron, for the longest time, whenever you guys came through Michigan, Leonore and Andy, I felt would always complain that it was always rainy here, that it always sucked here. What? And I would always say, no, like Michigan, like Michigan summers, you can't beat it. There's a, there's a place up north. Uh, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Um, it's like Benton Springs or Arbor Springs, Arbor Springs. We're like all these celebrities, uh-huh. like all these celebrities, Bruce Willis. Uh, he's the only guy that comes to mind right now. George Clooney, like all these guys have these who Dak Shepard. They all have like these houses up in like Arbor Springs mm-hmm. and they go out on like Lake Michigan or in the Traverse city Bay and they go out on their boats and they just they have a good time and they're they're left alone. And so I like read this this article that talked about all these celebrities that come to Michigan in the summer because it's like this place that nobody knows about that's like fantastic that they want to spend time at. So whenever you guys would come through town, Leonore and and Andy would always talk about how crappy the weather was here and how much it sucked. Mm-hmm. So you were able to come up and experience a, a little taste, a little sample of a Michigan summer, beautiful skies every single day. Yeah. You know, nice, warm. Uh, the humidity was, was kicked up maybe a little, not horrible humidity, but it definitely wasn't like a dry heat. Uh, the humidity was there. Nice days, blue skies, beautiful, beautiful Michigan day beautiful. on the lake. What did you think of it? I want you to tell me what you thought of Michigan. So when I was in junior high and high school, I lived I lived with my grandmother in Bowling Green, Ohio, which is about 30 miles from Michigan. Yes. Bit, maybe a bit further. It's right on the Ohio border. It's like right below Toledo. So right on the Ohio Michigan. No, border. it's further than that. But I understand what you're saying. So I, I would, it's not, it's, it's not on the border like Toledo, but yeah. Okay. But I, so I wouldn't complain. I would just be like, this is, this is good. Like this is normal, but up North, man, it was super nice. 
It was so beautiful, and it wasn't hot at all. It was really nice. Yeah. And then here's the clincher for me was that your dad started talking about how it snows like four feet up there, and he's got a snowmobile. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I want to live up here. The whole lake freezes over. I love snow. So I want... I, like where I where I live now, it's just it snows maybe six times a year, and every four years you'll get enough where it's like two feet or more. Where you got a shovel? Yeah, and and so my my thing is, I for the past six years I've been like the director of nursing of a nursing home or an assisted living, and I. I rub people the wrong way so much because I'll just be like, first day, I'll just be like, hey, I know that you think it snows here, but it doesn't. So I'm going to expect you to check the weather and be at work. And everybody gets pissed at me, but I'm just like, come on. Like they, they'll call out, right. they call off school here because it's, because it's like below freezing. Like a dusting. No, not even yeah. snowing, like the ghost of snow. They'll call. They'll call school, <laughs> and I get so mad. Like, wh- why? Then, and then the poor kids. You know, like they're all excited because they get a day off, but it makes their them have to go to school like an extra week at the end of the year to make up for all the. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, just go to, to teach people to drive in snow. Just go slower. Yeah, no, people don't get that. Here, here in Michigan, people don't get that. So, like, we'll get, we'll get two feet of snow dumped on us, Mm -hmm. and dudes are like in their pickup trucks or four wheel drive lifted pickup trucks, and they're just like, I'm in a four wheel drive lifted pickup truck, and they'll go flying down the highway as if their four wheel drive lifted pickup has. Like, doesn't react to ice or tons of snow the same Uh way. They just slide. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your car looks like. There's a six, there's six inches by six inches pad of your tire that connects to the ground. Uh-huh. Like that's the only part of your car that touches the ground. It's like a, a, a six by six square where your, your tires in contact with the ground. So it doesn't matter what the rest of your truck looks like. If that piece <laughs> is is uh is clouded is is molested by ice or snow guess what it doesn't matter what you drive it's going off the road yeah I, and that happens all the time here i appreciate you using the word molested as well mm-hmm. yeah i thought you'd like that i thought you'd like um that. i've also been molested by snow I think we've all been molested by snow. And if people out there have been molested by other things, not snow, I'm sorry. Your soccer coach, whatever. Your soccer coach, your your Boy Scout leader. <laughs> we apologize. And we hope at this point in your life, you have moved forward. You have not let them win. And you are not a victim your whole life. Rise above it. And we are here for you. And we're not making light of it. Not. We're not. So, how was that egg yay? Oh, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about recording, and I, I never... F- we were talking about recording, yeah. Well, so, this is the thing about Fiverr, though, is they, they, did, they, they just wanted their parts done. And then they were like, 
whatever. I guess people listen to the lyrics and the words. Reese will fix it. So we'd get to the studio, and I might have four songs done out of 16 that we were recording. That's that's amazing to me because I think I told you on the last one, I had all my crap done. Yeah, it's because your band. It was like a high school project in the band. Like my band cared about me being in the band, that but it was just like, well, that's not my thing. Like he'll fix it, and then we just they just be like, well, we're done, let's go. So it'd be like, I'd be tracking last, and so we'd be in the studio a month or two months, and that whole time. I would be in some closet upstairs at Saki's with a microphone or a, pe- a pad of paper and just trying to write out lyrics and trying to, you know, like I got a wow. decent, like a small, who makes these focus, right? Like it was like a little two channel an inbox is what it was called. Um, and it was like a little two channel interface and I had my laptop. And so I would just, sit and I would just kind of demo out stuff all day. Just be like, the chorus should sound like this and then this. And then I'd go and show it to, you know, Dennis or or Scott or Saki, whoever was there that would care. And then they'd be like, yeah, I don't like it. Here's some, here's some ideas. Or we'd go back and we'd talk about it, but the whole time. And sometimes I'd start tracking and then once like my voice got tired, Saki just sent me back to the closet to work more on lyrics, and then I'd finally end up tracking those at the end. It could have been so really? much. Yeah, I what what I don't. This like, shocks me. It could have been so much better. And then the whole time while we're recording, everybody's just like, "We got sourdough bread bowls, or we saw the seals. <laughs> we went down here. Or we I, we went surfing, or they were all just." hanging out in San Francisco doing all the cool tourist things and I never got to do it. Yeah. I'm maybe like one or two days I would get to be like, I'm going to just quit writing lyrics and go try this. (laughs) Never. You guys write. I'll just sing what you write. But serious. Yeah. See, so we, we, that, that's so bizarre to me. Well, it was like you guys, you, you went out to California those times you recorded or you went to Chicago you're all there because yeah. it, it would cost too much to keep flying people back and forth. So everybody's there. Like if you're like, hey, we need you to clean up this drum, this drum, you know, Phil. Andy was still there the whole time. So I imagine they were just bored out of their minds. And it could have gone faster. Like we could have spent a month at home figuring out the album <laughs> and then just gone in and <laughs> been like, we're done in a in two weeks, but we didn't. So it was crazy. That that yeah, that's nuts to me. Cause like for us, we would knock through a song. We I, I don't know how much you guys practiced, but we, you know, we we took the insiders as, you know, that's our job, that's our living. Yeah. So when we weren't touring, so if we if we went on a tour and say we were home for a week, we would give ourselves like two days off. And then we were practicing. Every day we had to practice. Minimum of four hours. What? Just a minimum. Yeah, just a minimum. We practiced every day we possibly could. Minimum of four hours. (laughs) Minimum of four hours. Maximum of eight. Like you, we would put in a day's work, an eight-hour shift. 
practicing. So we were always going over songs. We were always trying to fine tune songs. Mm -hmm. We were trying to find that next song. I was working on lyrics. And like I said, a lot of our songwriting process was I already had the lyrics. And then I would take them to the guys. They would make them. You know, they would they would put the song to it, the music to it, to my lyrics. And then if they came up with a bridge similar to the recent song that I just did with you, where I'm like, hey, this is what I have. Mm-hmm. Record it, music. And then you're like, hey, what about this bridge? So then I was able to listen to your bridge and add lyrics to that like really quick. Yeah. So like that would happen with the insiders. So I would kind of come with the lyrics they would put the music to it. And then if they were like, we need something to break it up. How about this for a bridge? How about this for, you know, an instrumental, like little interlude, they would do whatever. And then I would just adapt to that. But for all intents and purposes, when we recorded, we would do all of our songs. So let's say we had 12 songs. We would do all of our songs. We would, we would sit in a room and just record them. Everyone with the mic. Right. And then we would turn those into either our record label or the producer. But the lyrics and stuff were already, I was never, I can't say never. I can't say never. I may have like fine tuned something here or there, but I would say most of the time. And as far as I can remember, every song was done from beginning to end, other than maybe some percussion that needed to be added but like lyrics, horn parts, everyone knew their stuff going in. I'm so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> I mean, that's what the studio is for. Like you you kind of work out the kinks and everything and then and then you add more stuff. You know, if you have a good producer, yeah. they're like, "Yeah, let's try this." But I mean, again, I I think it was more I think it was more along the lines of just you know, we're all like the insiders. We were all blue collar kids, not saying you guys weren't, um, you know, but like we were all blue collar kids and we didn't want to waste our time in the studio. Like that really didn't sit right with a lot of us that it's like, Hey, we're wasting our time. So we wanted to have everything done. So if we got into the studio and we had a 12 song album. If we could knock it out in three days, we would knock it out in three days. We wouldn't say, Hey, we have the studio for three weeks. Let's take that three weeks. If we booked the studio for three weeks, but we were done in three days, so be it. Then we don't need to be in the studio the rest of that time. So that's how we always like worked. Whereas I think it was just like that mindset. Like, like I said, that kind of blue collar kid, I'm not going to waste my time here. I'm not going to pay for what we don't need. So let's not book the studio. Yeah, let's not book the studio unless we know we have an album. I think they were like, so what dictated for us what when we were going in the studio was it was fall and we had to make an album every year. Like that was the five-minute walk business plan. So okay. we just I mean, okay. we pushed it to spring a couple times, but usually it was like once a year you got to put out an album. And so we we should have we should have prepared better. Really like in hindsight, we could have like I said, we could have spent a month working out the songs and practicing them before we went in the studio and then just got it out of the way, like just done it. But I think for the rest of the band it 
it was like a vacation for them. You know, like you're hanging out in this place we've we've been at for eight years. It's you know, uh, Concord, California. Not the not the coolest town, but it's east of Berkeley. And not I'm no like I'm not lying. You could throw a rock anywhere in that town and just hit the best food you've ever had with almost any yeah. any type. You'd be like, I wonder if I could find a good place to make sandwiches. <clears throat> and it was there. Or like I said, there's like an Afghan restaurant. There was just so many good places, good bars. There's this bar there called The Office. And they had karaoke, I don't know how many nights, but like the drinks were super cheap. So we do that. Or like in Saki's town where he lived in Benicia. I don't know how he swung this. He, we would go to the to the VFW. None of us were. Oh. It's like I remember going there with uh, with Brett Barker a lot because Brett lived at Saki's house. So Brett, the trumpet player from the W's, and then he was later in the Supertones or like filled in, and he fills in for Five Iron a ton. Um, but like we just go to this VFW and they had karaoke and drinks were a dollar. I don't think anybody was a member and definitely none of us were veterans. <laughs> but well, were any of their parents or grandparents? Because that counts too. My grandparents. I don't okay. I don't know. I, Saki's grand Saki is Canadian. <laughs> He's not even an American. <laughs> he has one parent, like his his dad is uh is Chinese and his mom is is Japanese and he was born in London, Ontario. He has oh, a green card. It's close to us. Okay. But like London, Ontario is close to us. This was his thing. <laughs> he would take us wow. down to the VFW. Yeah. It was it was pretty amazing. But I think the other wow. guys in the band saw it as like a vacation. <laughs> we were still drawing <laughs> a per diem. We didn't pay that much for albums. You know, I think I don't think we paid more than 30,000 for any album with Saki. Yeah. And, uh, and we stayed at his house. We would all like sleep on his floor. This is before he got married. So we just, it, it was totally like Jonestown, just bodies everywhere, <laughs> just laying around. <laughs> and I think. No offense if you had a family member killed in Jonestown. <laughs> But the last two years <laughs> we did it, Keith and I were like just sick of not having our own space. And we had, both of us had tents and we're like, let's bring our tents and pitch them in Saki's yard. So there was like yeah, a that sounds square hot. spot of dead grass. <laughs> My tent, I ran an extension cord out too. And I had a, Saki had an extra queen size mattress. So I was like, I was sleeping on a regular mattress on my sleeping bag with this thing. And I remember that we got there in, in September and left at like in November. And it was starting to get like a little bit chilly. Like it was the nights it was down around, it was in the forties. 
but I was still Oh, that's stand. such good sleeping, though. Oh, it was good. That's great sleeping. Like, me and you complain all the time. Like, me and you think the exact same way about Cornerstone and tents. Because uh, you wake hot. up at 4.35 in the clock. Yeah. yeah. Sun starts peeking up over the trees when you're – it doesn't matter if you're a cornerstone. Anytime you're camping, as soon as that sun starts coming out, the temperature in the tent starts skyrocketing. And by 5.30, your face is covered in grease. Looks like you cooked bacon on your cheeks. You're just a greasy mess. It's the worst. It's awful. It's, it's the worst. So when you get it to where it's nice and cool – and you go to bed, and in the middle of the night, it's 40s, 50s, even 60s, and you're in that nice, warm sleeping bag. Oh, there is nothing better. In the fall here, uh, before I moved in with my sister, there were times we, uh, we have a big smoker, and so the smoker is in the backyard of my sister's house. So there are times where I did overnight smoke. So if you do pulled pork or you do brisket or you do something like that, that takes like 14, 16 hours to smoke. And I just thought it would be fun. So I would put up a tent in the backyard by the smoker and I would set my alarm for every 40 minutes, get up, put more wood on the, on the fire for the smoker. And it was awesome because you know, at night it's like 55 degrees and I'm like, I have a hammock uh, I have like one of those, it's not a hammock that you set up between like two trees. It comes in like a bag and you set it up and it's like a frame that oh, like wow. unfolds and then you connect the, wow. the hammock. And so I have one of those and it was, I got it from my kids and my sister for, for uh father's day a few years ago. And I like set that up. So yeah, I just set my alarm to put wood on the fire but those are like amazing sleeps, like where it's that nice, cold, chilly, and then you're under your blanket and you're just roasty, toasty. Agreed. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I went camping with my kids uh weekend before last and or the week. It was right before I came up to see you. And we were setting up the tent and I was trying to explain it to Lyndon and she was like, have you ever done this before? <laughs> I was like, You're like, heck yeah, millions of times. I Eesh. did it for like three months at a time for two <laughs> albums, for two months. But she, she was just like, what? I was like, yes, I used to live in here. <laughs> she was like, oh, you were homeless. Yes, I was. You were like, no, no, there's a difference. No, I'd go inside oh, and we'd play Halo. It was fun. Right. And then when I slept, I would sleep in here. All day, it was real bathroom, real plumbing, video games, recording. <laughs> but at night, I chose I chose to sleep out here. And they're looking at you like, what planet are you from? Yeah, so if with the recording, I bought the ability for our band to have like a two-month vacation, just hanging out at Saki's, I, I would do it again. Yeah. Because even that, even that is is just like as awful as that is to to just have been locked in that closet and it wasn't a closet. I mean, it was it was small. It was like six by four room with a piano in it, and I was in there. And then Ooh. then I got to go in a bigger room, like I think on our last album. I would do that again. Like 
to just yeah totally just just do that like all all the yeah, yeah, yeah. in between where we went to the office or cool restaurants or hung out with Saki or it was it was before there was um like ethernet you could go on a um like on on the web and play halo live you had a link xboxes together so we would play halo yes loved it. xboxes linked together so i had an xbox Saki had one and eight people would play it was amazing yep so much fun yeah. so much fun it's funny because leonore i don't know if i said it while we were recording but leonore and i had been texting right before we went on here and me and her like our relationship is we always talk about like tour. And so she's like, I, you know, I always want to talk nostalgia with people. And she's like, so me and her always chit chat about touring and then, and the days gone by and stuff like that. And the conversation we actually had today was a conversation that sometimes the things that you hated most about tour are the things that you miss the most when it's done. That's true. And some of those things that you just said are the things that when I look back on, it's not the like the good, it's not like the, like, I don't think of the memories of like, oh, I remember playing this show and everyone was singing, everyone was rocking out, it was packed out, it was great. Those aren't the memories that stick with me. The memories that stick with me are bored out of your mind while you're recording. You decide to walk a half a mile to the Chinese place. You order like General So's chicken. You ask for it spicy. They gave it to you four times spicy. And then there's something, this is like total like nostalgic, like romanticizing. And I understand that. But there's something like so great about the memory of like sitting in the recording studio with a styrofoam container. Yeah. And a plastic fork. Yep. And you're just... You're just eating your food. You know, you're you're eating your General Souls chicken. It came with like fried rice, maybe a little bit of lo mein and like an egg roll. And just sitting there balancing this on your your knees and eating it while someone is in there recording and their food's out there getting cold and you don't want it to get cold. So you're like, hey, you know, stop, you know, c- c- come and eat before, you, you know, and then go back in there and record. Like those are the little things that like I really miss. I miss all those like little intricate little memories. It's not the big stuff. Like I don't, I mean, sure. I miss like going out on stage and getting that attention. I think we've already talked about it. Like the ego and stuff. Like I love having my ego fed. I love being up on stage and people screaming and know that I'm Joe Yerke from the insiders. You know, that was all great. But like, that's not when I think about, I don't lay down and at night and like think about, Oh, that was awesome. It was awesome when people knew who I was. Like those aren't the like memories that like warm my heart. The memories that warm my heart are being miserable in the studio and eating Chinese food, balancing on your lap and that stuff. That stuff is so you saying that combined with me and Leonore like texting, like those are the things that like I remember and I miss. Agreed. I miss it too. I think, I think part of it though, like you complained about it back then because you you couldn't see the end, and now yes, you know looking back you're like, I I turn out okay, it's it's all right yeah like I 
I'm, I'm yeah, still I think like you're a right. good adult. I can pay my bills. I take care yeah. of my kids. Or I have kids. The, you know, like, the occasional grinder hookup. Yeah, I still have the occasional grinder hookup. Still, I mean, great. sue me. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Mm. You drink and fill your puddle. You do a couple of swipes left on grinder. Who cares? It's 2021, man. You're like, that guy looks like Kiss a dating young goodbye. <laughs> Come on <Yes>. over. <laughs> yeah, your hair looks like a young fryer tuck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. When is that style going to come back anyway, into fashion? Seriously. When's like that fryer, like that that robe with the rope around mm-hmm. the waist, mm-hmm. the robe with the hood that never gets put up, the robe with the hood, the brown robe with the hood, with the rope belt. And the, when is that style going to come back into fashion? Shaving just a bald spot. Just what? a bald spot. You got... You got the entire like around your head. It's like a bowl cut, like hair, uh-huh. like like. Is it Harry or Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jim Carrey's character. Uh huh. Lloyd. Lloyd. You got remember. that Lloyd. You got Lloyd Christmas. His haircut like a bowl cut, but then you shave a bald, a big spot. spot on top of your head. Yeah. When when is that going to come back? When is it? When are millennials? When are like college kids going to be like, oh, goatees are out of style, beards are out of style, cargo shorts are out of style, Air Force Ones are out of style. I can't. You know what's wait. in style? Shaving your head Fire to look tuck. like Friar effing Tuck, and wearing a burlap sack with a rope belt. We gotta push this. We gotta push this hard. <laughs> we do gotta push. This. Let's do this. Dare I say we hold off destroying Satanism until 2023 and we make 20 by 2022 the Friar style bet. Is that a good trade right. or should we do opposite? Guys, we need you to Should go we eliminate Satanism first? And tell us should we eliminate what fa- you vote for. <laughs> eliminate Satanism yes. or bring back Friar Yes. There you go. Let's just That's it simple. Up. We'll call it Friar Chuck. That's why you're the brains. That's why you're the brains, and I'm the I'm the brawn. I'm just the eye candy for this. You're really. just the eye candy of the pickle and boot. Like shop. that is. I remember when I pitched this podcast to you, and I said, Reese, is this something that you want to do? Because understand, I'm just going to be the eye candy. Yeah. You're going to be the rudder that steers this ship. Yeah. I'm. I'm just simply, I'm just simply a tulip. I'm just something for, you know, I'm a, I'm a mouth watering steak <laughs> for people to just gaze upon and wish that they could take a bite of, just... but you're the, you're the rudder. Thanks Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. So yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So you guys let us know if you think we should stop Satanism by 2022 or if you think maybe being like bringing back the friar talk look a friar look by 2022 is something we should you be pressing decide. and then yeah you decide and then the other one can get pushed to 2023 it's not like satan's going anywhere he's still gonna be it's not like satan's going anywhere and the, shit on you yeah making you drop yeah and the people that are satanists spill everything out the, of your here's car. the thing yeah 
And here's the thing. The people that are Satanists, they need a little heads up to change some stuff in their lives. Oh, maybe. They might not be able to do that in less than a year. Mm-hmm. You know? about that. Yeah, they have feelings. like what? What's the one guy? Uh, uh, no, we're not supposed to talk about that. It's his oh. secret identity. <laughs> He's paying us five oh. bucks a month. <laughs> so, you know, Satanists. You know, people out there. There's other people on Rock Candy that that podcast that that talk about all sorts of other religions. Are they prepared for us to decimate? What they have given their life to. Or should we go for, towards Friar Tuck? Friar Tuck. Friar Chuck. Yes. I think we should go for that. Friar Cluck. Friar Cluck. Like chickens. I think twenty by 2022, chickens should be wearing burlap sacks and have their heads shaved. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the end of the freebie of this week. Uh, episode, I don't know what episode this is, 15, 16, 17, 18. I don't know what this is, uh, but it brings us to the end of it. You guys, if you want to be a patron, uh, go to patreon.com, look up Pickle and Boot Shop. If you want to become a $5 a month person and you get what e- e- equates to be at least four hours of extra content and then all sorts of other things if you sign up for it, hopefully you feel like that is worth your money. If not, it is okay. Um, I speak from the heart because if it was me, I wouldn't be able to afford it either. Uh, I couldn't do it either. My my budget, my everything goes goes to what it's going to, and I do not pay for any Patreons or anything like that. So with that being said, uh, if you want to, do it. If not, don't worry about it. You'll get this free content every week, and we will not uh, we will not think less of you. But we ask you to leave a review, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple I, or uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Amazon, like wherever you stream it. Just please leave a review for us. That that is worth uh, everything, um, rather than just a, a, a Patreon. Leave a review if again if you if you if you can't do that if you don't want to do that leave a review for us. Um, and Reese, where can they find us social media wise? So you can find us on Twitter at at capital P capital B Oot Shop capital P capital B Oot Shop, and also at Pickle Boot Pod, which is our intern. And we have actually two other interns that I'd like to just throw some mad, mad uh, shouts out to, and that is our intern Dante, and who is actually Dante's not an intern. He's like he's the our, program manager, our now. editor and producer. Program manager. He's not an intern anymore, is he? No, he's he's gonna get all bent out of shape again. Sorry, Dante is our producer, and I would like yeah. also to do a shout out to Brandon Evil. Our producer, Brandon Evil. Hashtag um, Brandon Evil. You can email us at pickleandbootshop at gmail.com. You can sponsor our train wreck of a, of a podcast on Patreon, like Joe said. And um, I would also like to thank uh, the tireless work of um, this company that is trying to do a corporate takeover of us, Mohoko. I don't know if I'm saying it yeah, right. Yeah, Mojo. Mojo Co? Yeah, M-O-J-O 
C-O. It's a Spanish company. So I don't know if it's Mahoko or Majoko, Magico. So they're offering a lot of money to become the only sponsor of and kind of control the direction of the Pickle and Boot Shop. Which, Which, to this point, we don't want to give up any control. We want to do this all on our own. We think we have a good idea. But they're kind of throwing money our way, saying, well, if you do this, if you do that. Yeah. So we're open to it. We're kind of like, we're open don't to it. touch we got me mortgages. in my no-no square. And they're like, maybe. Yeah. Hey, they're, don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. That's what we tell That them. could be a 5 iron song right there. Right there. It's done. That would keep me like out of that hidden... closet for weeks if I just wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just do an entire album of PSAs. Great idea. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. You want to know what I pitched? You want to know what I pitched mm-hmm. to uh, Floodgate Records? And Tim gave us the green light. He gave us the green light to do it, and we didn't do it. This is what I wanted to do. An entire album, Insiders, we'll call it Scott Up, of college fight songs. And it was going to be the insiders fight cancer and all the proceeds, all the profit goes to like the American Cancer Society. Wow. But like doing ska versions of like, hail to the victors on the hell, dude. You know, like the U of M fight song, Michigan State fight song, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Florida State, Duke, USC. And do like ska versions of the fight songs. Yeah. Why has nobody done this? I don't know. It's there's still time. I stumped you. I stumped Tim? you. That was just that's what they call in the business they call dead air. Tim Tabor, are you listening? Because let's get this going. Oh no, he he, he approved it. Oh, let's just he approved do it. it. Let's just do he it. He approved the Yeah, he approved the insiders to do it. It's just the insiders never did it. All right, here's the deal. I'll just, just you just tell me what to do. I'll I'll put down all the tracks and then I'll send them to you. You lay down the vocals. We'll send it to Tim. It's done. There we go. There we you go. Just gotta get Nate to go. Dunzo. Dunzo. Okay. Right there. So you guys, this brings us to the end of the free portion. Uh, we want to thank you. Um, and that's it. And the rest of this from here on out, this is paid. So get out of here, freebies. Get out of get out of here, moochers. You moot you mooches. Slackers. You slack asses. Slackers. Yeah. Degenerate. Chapped. Yeah. What? You you chaps wearing you you know undies wearing, chaps wearing, butt cheeks hanging out, cowboys. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. Hey, speaking of undies, I got some at the Walmart in some town on the way back from Not a up good north. Idea. Okay. Okay. So I was like, these look cool. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, they are cool. They're like mm-hmm. what the cool weather uh, boxer briefs I've always wanted in my life. Like if I could go back in time and wear these at Cornerstone, I would not have a rash yes. at all in my nuts. Yeah. But they yeah. don't have a a flap. Like 
every time I go to pee, I know the, I'm just like, I know the new box of briefs are like that. All of them. I know. Why? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm bougie. I'm bougie. So I stuff up my boxer briefs because you never know who's going to be seeing them. I'm just saying that now. None of my family is around that they can hear that. My sister was out there minutes ago, but she's not there now. Okay. But anyway, so you you have to, you know, when you're, when you're a single guy, you have to step up your boxer game because you never know who's going to see them. So what, what I do. Yeah. So like I wear like Calvin Klein uh-huh. boxer briefs. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Target, they have a pair called, it's called a pair of thieves. I believe that's what their boxers are. They're, 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 they're under the, like it says, it says pair of thieves what? around the, the waistband. Extremely comfortable, extremely breathable, like light, like they're not like a heavy cotton. They're not a whatever. They're fantastic. A pair of thieves, really like when you step up Lord your boxer game. was crucified between. Between. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and here's the other thing you might not know. See, I do another podcast called The Average Jerks. And on The Average Jerks, one of my one of my co-hosts, his name's Dre, he does grooming tips for people. And he hasn't said this one, but for those of you familiar with it, we like to do grooming tips that people might not talk about or think about. I want to take a moment on this show to say, if you didn't know, boxers should only be worn for six to eight months. Did you know this? Like underwear, uh, underwear should only be worn from six to eight months. Then it should be thrown out. Should? Because the bacteria, it should be thrown out. The bacteria, the stink, all that stuff gets like baked in. So even though you're you're washing them, hot water, the best detergent on the market, that like butt stink is still baking into them. And when you warm up and it warms up that fabric, that can still come out. There can still be bacteria in there. So they say, they say your underwear should only be around for six to eight months. And then you throw it out and you buy new. And I have started doing this. You did? Yeah, I've started doing this. I did. I'm I'm in. You're like on a- I'm in. I'm 44 years old. I'm in. I'm not. I'm not on that economic level. I'm just like these don't have. I just spent seven holes yet. Like my balls don't. I just fall spent out seventy dollars. Yeah, I just spent seventy dollars on seven pairs of boxers, and so then, like next summer or you know whatever around this time next year, I will. You know, I'll buy, and, and and then I do like in between too. So like, I just spent like seventy bucks in, you know, at the end of summer, I'll spend another seventy bucks to get another, and so that's what I kind of do. I kind of, ro- I kind of, they're in the rotation. But yeah, that's 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 what I've succumbed to. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> just, just again, absolute dead air no. for a moment, for a moment. This is the problem. Is, you know, so I need to figure out how to hook this keyboard that I'm playing into the podcast because I'm playing the soundtrack of you talking about your underwear on a keyboard. 
Oh. Listen to this. Yeah, Hold you on. need to. Can you hear now? Barely. Barely. Put your mic down by it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that underwear. That's that underwear expiring soundtrack. I like it. Yep. Yep. That's the problem is I keep pl- I keep playing shit on the keyboard and you're like, why are you so quiet? <laughs> I gotta stop. Because <laughs> you're like, you're like, because this is the soundtrack to expiring underwear. No, I it's love it. It's already been written. I love it. But yeah, that, that that's what that's what I've been up to. Because again, uh, if people listened earlier, when we get our pickle finder app up and running, know again, I'm single. App? Is it like easy? Is there I, just like a website you go to? And it's like makeanapp.com. I th- I think we should absolutely start a dating app called Pickle Finder. And if there's ten people on the app, two of them being us, so be it. I would love it to be the only dude, one of two dudes on <laughs> on a dating app. Pickle. Like people could sign up, they could either date you or me. Like that's it. That's your choices. That would be terrible. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh man. That would be awesome. So we're making But a- hey, as of Tuesday, now- <laughs> today's Friday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> so 4 days from now I'm single. I'm so we need to set something up where, you know, we need to have another level of the the Patreon where it's like, hey, if you contribute 50 bucks a month, if you do 100, Joe will, will go out on a date with you. And you can see his boxers that are fresh. They're what? Just saying. Flush or what? flesh? <laughs> well, could be. Are fresh. Oh, fresh. How come they don't make fresh? Flesh because because I change them. Because I don't think that would be good. I don't think dudes would buy it. They're just like, is it black? I know, totally not. Or blue? Yeah, no. I, I all my boxers are black. Done. Boom. Done. So in people the, don't want to see colored boxers. Like I don't know what that's all about. No one wants to see red. No one wants to see striped. Is navy? My mom just walked by and gave me the stink eye. Is navy blue? Okay? My mom just walked by, gave me the. <laughs> Yes. My mom's sitting here making hilarious faces that I haven't seen in years. She's right. Phenomenal. You need that. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But yeah, no nobody wears like striped boxers, red boxers, blue, and like royal blue. Just go black. Just go black boxers done. Let the elastic band around the boxers be what stands out so if the elastic band is turquoise is red is blue is checkered then that's what you're going to do but the boxer itself or boxer briefs as i like to wear yeah just black agreed (laughs) black is the best i twisted your arm i have gray and navy blue also but they're not my favorite i like black and what's the what's the fabric? What's the fabric? Is it cotton or is it like what like Under Armour sh- shirts are like made of? Because that's what I do too. The new ones I got. So I'm, I need to say I don't normally shop at Walmart, but that was what was available. 
Yeah, that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. That kind of bummed me out when you were oh. like, I bought some boxes at Walmart. I was like, eh, like what kind of Bernie he going Sanders sticker wearing guy are you? <laughs> well, the kind that sometimes I know. at Walmart. Yeah, I mean, I, I here's the deal. I used to shop at Walmart. It was just easy. It was cheap clothes. And then my friends started making fun of me. Like my wardrobe became Walmart heavy. And so I got made fun of. Like I got made oh. fun of all the time for my crap. So going single, I, you know, every paycheck, I kind of step it up. I buy a pair of shorts here. I buy some shirts there. I buy some boxers here, some shoes there kind of stepped up my wardrobe like those that were making fun of me are now kind of like wow you've really stepped it up i'm like thanks buddy yeah i've had to okay i (laughs) again big long pause i don't oh i do have to say this though Uh um i sharded i sharded today is friday on Wednesday, I sharded on the way to work, ruined not only my boxers, but my shorts. I walked in by myself. Nobody at work saw me. I got out of my car. I ripped a fart. I sharded. As I was walking into work, I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Wow. When I got into work, I dropped trow all over my boxers through to my shorts. Like my shorts, if you were looking at my butt while I was wearing my shorts, you would have, you would have saw that I sharded. So I had to change immediately. I had extra clothes. I had like my roofing uniform that I put on. And those shorts, they just went, they just went in my backpack. Came home, had to stain stick them, oh, you wash throw them. them in the trash. I didn't because I like them, so I tried to save them. I haven't looked at them; they got washed. I had to. I got to make sure that they're they're not, you know, ruined. Commando. No, because at work I have like I I, like I have like workout clothes. Smart. So I have like extra clothes to to work out with. And and a lot of times at work I'll work out, and then after I I'll like go out with friends, you know, like to grab drinks or whatever. So I always have like extra like boxers and stuff like that. Have you seen the trailer for the new Snake Eyes movie? No. I want to believe in it, but I've been burned twice. No, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about it. Did you read those GI Joe comics? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite. Like I religiously collected them. That's what got me into comics was like, I was like, I like G.I. Joe. And then started getting the comics. And I think I have one through 50. Oh, one is, one is tons of money. Uh, The first appearance of Storm Shadow, tons of money. I have two of those. I've got the first appearance of Storm Shadow. It's the, um, it's that silent interlude one. And it's yeah. been read. Yeah, the silent issue. Yeah. It's been read a lot by 12-year-old me. Just like, this is so fucking awesome. Yeah. I didn't say fucking then. And then uh the one I the one I want as well is the um the first appearance of Zartan. Yeah. Like I love the dreadnoughts. I love that you know about this, man. 
Yeah. Dreadnoughts or dreadnoughts? Dreadnoughts. I think. A hard X. Yeah, yeah. Dreadnoughts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, I, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the movie. G.I. Joe, the movie. The new, Where, the like the live action sh- thing. No, the newer no, ones? no, no, the no. old one, the cartoon, the cartoon. Yeah, where they introduce Serpentor and Duke uh-huh. gets killed. Yeah, no, yeah. Flint gets ki- no Duke or Flint. Duke gets killed and then Flint takes over as leader. Yeah, yeah. When they he outranked him anyway. Duke, yeah. I think, was a first sergeant, and Flint was a warrant officer. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, man, I I, I love GI Joe as well. I didn't really read the comics till like later. Okay, um, the comics were yeah. so good. Larry Hama, the guy that wrote it, so okay, it's just so smart. Like, I I what I loved about it, and this this kind of affected me liking superhero stuff later was it was it was based in reality, like it was it was kind of like thinkable that the government would have like a secret like special ops unit that fought this crazy terrorist cell you right. know and then they they always they had like the october guard like they worked with the russian version of it and yeah it was so cool it just like no it was and it was you know like they were all they were all vietnam people you know it was in the 80s so they had all come out of nam and like snake eyes and and uh stalker and um, who else was it? Storm Shadow? Yeah, they were all in the same like long range patrol unit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Snake Eyes gets his face burned off. He went to train <laughs> with Storm Shadow with the Arakashagi clan, and then got his face burned off. That I that I don't know anything about. You're oh, man. when you start getting into that, that's where it you got lose me. So good, like so. His family gets killed. He comes home from Vietnam. His family gets killed to pick him on the way, picking him up from the airport. They got hit by a drunk driver. Oh so my gosh! All his only people he knows are from Vietnam. So Storm Shadow's his buddy. He's like, "You can come live with me in Japan. I'm going back to my ancestral home." Goes back, trains to be a ninja, and then Zartan kills the Grand Master. Like steals the steals one of Storm Shadow's arrows and kills the Grand Master to frame Storm Shadow, and Storm Shadow infiltrates Cobra so that he can find out who killed his uncle, you know, and then really, or it's just, yeah, <laughs> and then Snake Eyes. This Ice is like an audio book. We're we're oh, keeping this so in good. the podcast. We're keeping this in yeah. the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is somewhere in the paid portion of the podcast. Yeah. And if he didn't just sell you on G.I. Joe and at least getting a you know a, an assembly of all their uh their their comics, the first one through yeah. fifty, I gotta go back and read it. It started to get corny at about fifty. Like they started having Dr. Mindbender. I mean, there was always corny elements, but then they added yeah. in you know, like it, it was a vehicle to sell toys, so they just ran out of stuff. So they're like, "Well, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, no. how about William the Refrigerator Perry?" Exactly. You know? And then you're just like, "This is not exactly." I I lost interest when what I had already talked about with Serpentor. Yeah. Um, was, when they started 
you know, they had to find all the different pieces of like Alexander the Great and this and this. They and put it together like and yeah, Storm that's Shadow he, gets in there. His DNA is in Serpentor. Oh, seriously? So like yeah. that? Oh, he gets he gets like stabbed, and he can do this ninja maneuver called the Sleeping Phoenix, where he slows his metabolism enough <laughs> so he's just about dead. And they just throw his body into this mix to make Serpentor. <laughs> and it made Serpentor, but then Storm Shadow came back to like he almost died and he came back to life. And he got some of the some of the mojo from like Alexander the Great and Genghis Khan and all this stuff. I didn't know any of this. Oh yeah, dude. I didn't know any of this. I've or I forgot about it. But yeah, when it when it got to be like Serpentor was the kind of like the ceiling that I was like, okay, this has gone from like military to this is getting a little weird. Then with the movie, they came out with all those bug people. Yeah. Do you remember that? Or was that? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the movie like ushered in, it was like, it was like a guy who was like above Serpentor and he had like a snake tail yes. and like all that. And I was just like, I'm done at this point. I'm done. Me too. Same done. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, but then they did do some other things after that. They had G.I. Joe Special Missions, that comic. Did you ever check that out? No. Oh. I, I bought like, the ones that I bought the redo ones when DreamWorks. Um, yeah. And and then it, it went from DW to IDW. Mm-hmm. And so I, I collected those, but those aren't those, those aren't worth awesome. anything. Yeah, they're they're, they're not awesome worth though. anything now, but um and and the art in those probably people like us that grew up on it and they're just like we got to reimagine this and make it real again. Yeah. And then the I mean Baroness yeah. The way those she's drawn in the new comics so bad. Yeah, they're terrible. And the thing is, people didn't like with us, it was you had the toys and then yeah. you watched the cartoon which made the make believe of the toys even better. Yeah. And then, and then later on in life, we see these horrible movies that we don't even like, but we don't associate that with the toys and the comics. Whereas like everybody else, if you didn't read the the comics or you didn't do the toys and all you know of GI Joe are those dumb movies. Like that's embarrassing. They had, they had glimmers uh, where you're like, this could be okay. And they're like, that's not Breaker. What are you doing? And then it just right. kept getting worse and worse. And right. You're like, wait, that's Magic one, Mike. That's Magic yeah. Mike. What's he doing playing Magic, Duke? At least show me your thing, dude. But he did yeah. it. Yeah. But at least spin it like a helicopter. He could have been a good Duke. Like he looks like Duke. It could have been good. The second one. But it was You know, the the pre the previews when it's Rise of Cobra that cliff fight. With Snake Eyes and the ninjas, and it's playing Seven Nation Army, I was losing my mind. I was like, this is it. This is it. They're showing, like, the build-up to Silent Interlude. It's going to get really good. It's going to have a lot of ninja fighting. It was garbage. Yeah, garbage. absolute garbage. Yeah. Well, they made a new a – new, it's the Snake Eyes movie. I don't think it's connected. I think they're trying to reboot it because that was done in 2013, the last one. Yeah. It could be cool. It looks like it's got some good martial arts, but they need good writers. They need somebody to be like, this is why people loved it. 
this writing and made it realistic. Yeah. Like make it about. I mean, the, the, the story that you just told, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that as a movie. Yeah. Did, did, did you see like the latest like Mortal Kombat movie that came out on HBO? I heard it was garbage. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I didn't okay. mind it. But like if it was almost shot like that, just like, I don't know, just like total action. Uh-huh. But yeah, obviously, like, you know, write it better. But yeah, the story you just told, the story you just told, I want to see that. I want to see that on a film. I don't know what all right. this rise of Cobra and all this stuff that they came out with. Like, what what is that? They just thought it of was- like some stupid mission movie and then like, oh, this guy wrote this uh, script 10 years ago and this guy's name was supposed to be Bobby. Well, this Bobby's going to be Duke now. And exactly. this guy is going to be Snake Eyes. Exactly, and- I think what happened... Yeah, and Kevin is going to be Mutt. Yeah, yeah. and they just like plugged in G.I. Joe characters. Yeah, forget With that. With no love for them, like no knowledge of it, no care about the story or anything. It just Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy the compendium of it because I want to go back and read all that now. Yeah. Who owns it? Did Marvel buy it back or who 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 owns G.I. Joe right now? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I'll look it up later. 